today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie Email todaycb at rte.ie Now we're going to the Canaries because tourists go home. That was one of the slogans on display at a demonstration in Tenerife recently where locals are calling for an eco-tax on foreign visitors. The environmental campaign group Ben Majek, ecologists in action, have said the Spanish islands face a systemic collapse if visitor numbers aren't reduced. Cleana O'Flynn is a freelance journalist in Tenerife and she joins me on the line. Good morning, Cleana. Good morning, Claire. How are you? I'm I'm very well, but I think a lot of Irish people will be concerned <laughs> to hear about this because the Canaries right. is a very popular destination for so it many is. Irish people right around the year. Will you talk us through the number of people who, who visit every year? OK, I mean, first of all, uh, let me reassure people if they're flying this week, they're not going to be met with, with protesters at the airport uh, if they're coming into the south of Tenerife or to Lanzarote or, or any of the other islands. Um, I think at the moment this is a row of words and there is no, absolutely no action being taken against tourists. We do have a large number of tourists. We have about 16 million tourists that come in to the Canary Islands every year. Now, the Ben Mackie Group have put a big, much larger figure on it. They say it's about 48. Um, the Canarian Minister for Tourism, Jessica de Leon, says you can't count people who come in on flights. They're not all tourists. So we're, we're already getting into kind of some some differences of opinion there. I took Tenerife, for instance. Now, Tenerife is, in terms of landmass, it's the size of Kilkenny. Mm-hmm. I, I did that, did my little bit of geographical mapping. Um, and we would have about 5.8 million tourists a year. That is a lot. It is a lot. And they would only visit about 50% of the island because 50% of the island is uh, are their protected regions. Our, our lovely volcano is a UNESCO biosphere. Um, lots of the islands do have protected areas. So you have um, density of tourist uh, activity, certainly in parts of the islands. And that is an issue. But certainly there is no massive call among locals, I am saying, that I can see for tourism to stop, for tourists to go home or for people to say stop buying second homes, which is also being mentioned. Mm -hmm. The issue of an eco-tax or a tourism tax, which some parts of Spain have already introduced, that might find more favour with people because if money could be used to offset um, the sustainable effects or the insustainable effects of tourism, you know, that that might be something that has been looked at. And I believe Valencia or the Balearic Islands believe it could bring in about 60 million euros a year. So that could be something that's being looked at. But I haven't seen, and I've asked a lot of people since yesterday, since we were discussing this and coming on your programme, nobody that I know who works in the industry uh, has seen any demonstration, manifestation of this anti-tourism movement down here in, say, the south and the southwest of the island of Tenerife, where most Irish visitors would come. But there is a, a push, isn't there, from environmental groups that there has to be some measure of control because they allege, as I said, that there will be systemic collapse if that doesn't happen. What there is, is I mean, you will, you will have some agreement in terms of both the authorities and the environmentalists saying that the island has possibly reached a point where we need to con- not control tourist numbers because, again, that sounds very draconian, but to look at they're not going to be running campaigns to encourage thousands more people to come here. 
I mean, I think the era of mass tourism and cheap package holidays to the Canary Islands is coming to an end. What the authorities, there were recently at Fitur, which is the Spanish tourism trade fair, that was on two weeks ago. And I know the push from our people, from our local um, tourism counsellor, a woman called Patricia Powell, what she said to me, because I interviewed her, was we want tourists to spend more money, ideally. So we don't need more tourists, we need tourists spending more. Um, now, there's a huge percentage of repeat tourism in the island. I think it's up to 70% among certain population areas or certain foreign visitor groups. So those people come back, they own houses here and they put money into the economy. And again, what tourism bodies and they work closely with private companies like hotels and, and tour operators, what they're interested in is tourists coming and spending in the economy, not going to all inclusive areas. So there has been a change in terms of the kind of tourist offers. Um, and I think there would be some some agreement with like, with environmental groups there that, that mass tourism and mass building for mass tourism is something that is now in the past and needs to be in the past. Okay. So there needs to be more controlled kind of tourism. I just want to go back to your, your figures and, and you told us about 5.8 million visitors to a place the same size as, as Kilkenny, uh, which is it's extraordinary. when you put it like that. Well, it is. And I just wonder what that feels like. You know, how does that impact uh, your daily life? Um, certainly as a, a worker and a mother who was driving her kid to activities up until a few years ago, one of the huge issues here we have is cars on roads. There's something like an average of uh, twice as many cars as there are residents in the islands. And we have one motorway. And between at certain times of the day, it can take you an hour and a half to drive 10 kilometres because there's just the roads collapse, traffic collapses the roads. That is an issue now because of rental cars, because of, of people coming here at certain times of the year during school term time. At school hours, it is impossible to get anywhere. Now, I know people listening will say, we have traffic all over the world and traffic is one of the problems of living in the 21st century. But that has grown uh, very visibly and perceptively uh, in the 20 years since I've been living here. Mm -hmm. One of the other big issues is that the cost of living increases that come as a result of probably t tourists who spend more money has meant that for many workers in the very in the in the areas where they're working they can't find accommodation so they have to travel further and further distances to work and provide the service for the tourists um so that is also leading to possibly some resentment but also a call for more building uh, housing is an issue um and now we don't have as yet too many um, people sleeping rough, but there are beginning to be some people who say, I'm going to have to sleep in my car if I have to work during the day. So there does need to be a more, co a more coordinated look at how we provide the, the, the services that we want to give tourists and, all, you know, and give those workers proper accommodation and the kind of dignity that they need to be able to travel to and from work. So yes, there are parallel issues that need to be looked at. But if you have environmental concerns about the impact of tourism, additional building mm. to provide accommodation for workers certainly isn't going to, to satisfy you. I mean, there will be some who will call for an eco-tax and others who will call for a sustainability tax. And that sustainability is around sustaining the tourism industry. It's about... It, it's about um, making sure that the surrounds are also sustained so that, I mean, like you have campaigns, for instance, um, where you have now got water pressure or you've got water meters on beaches. 
showed that the uh, the local council can judge how much water is being used in the showers so they know how much water to provide. So they're using digital transformation issues to try and increase small sustainable projects so that tourism itself isn't um, creating as big a carbon footprint as as it might have been in the past. The very fact that people have to fly here to get here obviously is a, a whole other question. Mm-hmm. How can you have sustainable tourism? It seems like a contradiction in terms. And I know what you're saying about the fact that if you build residences for workers, uh, you're, you are going against the very ethos of no more building. You either do that or there is now a road plan in in, in plan to try and increase um, the availability, uh, increase road access for users so that people could live a bit further but get to work on time. My personal, that, my personal, uh, I suppose, bugbear is that I don't think the public transport system yet works well enough to assist people getting to and from work. You have a huge tourism population who want to visit little tourist areas and you people people using the same buses who want to get directly to work. I think if we had a better public transport system, that would benefit the island hugely. But that's just my personal bugbear. All right. Well, it's very interesting to talk to you about it all and your direct experience of it. And we know that two million visits are made from Ireland to Spain every year. 600,000 yeah. are going to the Canaries. So as I said, it's hugely popular and you're keen to point out that the welcome will still be there so people shouldn't be Very fearful. much so. I mean the 35% of our GDP for the island comes from tourism but in the south and southwest it, I mean I'm sure it's near 50% like it, there are huge swathes of the island who depend 100% on the tourism book coming in both directly to hotels and indirectly to shops and to attraction parks and to hairdressers and beauticians and People need those tourists to keep coming back. Right. So, you know, it's 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 going to be a discussion and a battle, I think, that will go on for quite a while. Cleana, good to talk to you. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. Cleana O'Flynn, their freelance journalist who is in Tenerife. Now, coming up next from serious athletes to park runners, we're going to hear how to fuel your body properly for exercise. Text 51551. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.